afternoon, evening, night, or whenever it is you're out there listening. Thanks for joining us once again. I am your host, Renny Rico, and this is The Sentiment. Hello. Ah. <laughs> oh, man, I can't talk today. Hello to everyone out there in podcast land. You know what? I'm just going to keep it in there. Um, you know, what? I didn't even think I was going to be doing this episode today because I have something special coming up tomorrow. But you know what? I was in the mood. So today our episode is called Double Feature and we're going to have another episode tomorrow. So I guess it's a, a double entendre today. <laughs> anyway, today's the 10th of March, 2023. And um, today's Friday, and as uh, any of uh, the listeners out there, if you uh, were paying attention, know that yesterday was the day that I've been looking for, for, for forward to for a while. Scream 6 came out. Of course, I was there opening night, saw it around 5.30 p.m. Uh, I definitely have uh, some thoughts on it, and that's uh, what this podcast is here for. But as you noticed, it was called Double Feature, so... I got two movies I wanted to talk about today, uh, but before we get to that, I uh, just wanted to say a couple short things. I know last week uh, I did bring up the subject of um, uh, Tom Sizemore, apologies, and uh, I know that this was prior, uh, actually just hours prior to them announcing that he had passed, but uh, he did um, move on to the next world. And uh, I just wanted to send my condolences and and, and once again give out his flowers to him. He was a, an amazing, phenomenal actor. He had some uh, absolutely uh, just great roles that uh, are part of the uh, popular culture. And um, I give a you know a, a salute to him and all the service that he did for the uh, entertainment industry. Uh, so it's a sad day. Um, but aside from that, um, just a couple other short things. I know I mentioned Creed last week. It did have the uh, the largest, I believe. Uh, opening box office numbers for any of the Rocky franchise. I think it was upwards of $50 million, uh, for the opening, I should say. Uh, so big props to that. I didn't get a chance to see it yet. I am excited to see it, but unfortunately I have to be f- real selective with the amount of movies that I go see just due to timing and the uh, amount of stuff that I uh, keep myself occupied with. Um, but it would definitely is on my radar. I've seen all the uh, movies in the Rocky franchise, and I've seen all of the Creed um, movies as well so it's definitely going to be seen and then I guess I'll give my thoughts on it whenever I do end up catching up with it uh, but aside from that I don't want to keep this episode too long I know last week's my episode was about 40 minutes and it's not really uh, the time period that I like to operate in although um, some guests were some uh, feedback that I received was that it was actually a pretty decent episode uh, that's up to you guys I just uh, do my best I sit here and I just talk into a microphone <laughs> And uh, think about how come I don't have any friends to record with me. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, tomorrow we'll be recording with Jay. So I'm really excited about that. So um, aside from that, I I definitely wanted to just uh, make this short. As I mentioned already, I know I'm repeating myself, but uh, this is a, a double review. 
And first up is a, a movie that probably wasn't on a lot of people's radar. Uh, but, you know, I was in a slasher mood last night after going to see Scream and after being excited and, and anticipating that for, uh, for a little while. Uh, so the other movie that I saw that I saw directly after I actually caught Scream 6 was a movie called Sick. Um, a lot of people haven't really heard of it. It was uh, released on Peacock. Uh, I caught it when it was initially being uh, announced, and they were kind of just doing the little rollout for it. You know, with these streaming movies nowadays, they don't get too much of a intense uh, marketing campaign. It's kind of they just put it out, and hopefully it catches fire. Uh, this one didn't really seem to to catch too much attention, but I think that it it kind of deserves it though. It was it wasn't really a bad movie. Um, sick. Uh, just to kind of go over briefly. Uh, was written by Kevin Williamson, and if you know who Kevin Williamson is, he uh, was the original creator of all the characters in Scream. He wrote the original Scream, and then he had a, or continues to have a part to play in all the the newer, um, the newer sequels and and movies that come out in the franchise. So he his his particular brand of writing and style has been all over the series since day one. I believe that Peacock approached him and they wanted uh, some sort of uh, movie in the horror genre, and uh, he produced this. And uh, honestly, I thought that it was it was pretty decent. Um, there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of actors or actresses that you would uh, necessarily recognize in the movie, but that doesn't make it a bad thing. Uh, just to go over uh, some of the some of the cast because you know they did a pretty decent job uh, in the main characters. You have two young women named Parker and Mary. Their uh, actress names or their real names, I should say, are Gideon Adlon and Bethlehem Million. Uh, then you have a couple other uh, roles that were filled out. You have this guy named Dylan Sprayberry. Uh, there's a woman named Jane Adams who I actually recognize. I don't recall specifically where she's from, uh, but she does show up, and I know that I recognized her. But everyone else is pretty much fresh faces. You have uh, the director, John Hyams. I uh, haven't really heard of him. And, of course, you have Kevin Williamson that wrote it uh, alongside a woman named Caitlin Crabb. And I think that overall they did a pretty decent job. It wasn't a, a bad movie whatsoever. It definitely didn't feel generic either. Uh, I would consider it a decent lower budget slasher that's you know available to stream right now as we speak if you have Peacock. Um, so yeah, it didn't feel completely generic, and it there was enough there to keep my attention, especially after uh, directly after watching Scream Six. You know, I came home and decided to pop this on because it was something that I wanted to check out for a while, and and, and I, I kind of liked it. Uh, overall, the plot uh, it, it's not too complex. It it, it pretty much was a uh, kind of a, a themed plot. It had to do with quarantine essentially it was uh, based in uh, i guess 2020 when we were in the midst of the heaviest part of quarantine uh, coronavirus was a real thing in the movie and it's uh, it pretty much um creates the uh, MacGuffin essentially for uh what the two characters are set out to do um, the two main characters want to have a little vacation slash quarantine time they're best friends they're tested they know that they're uh, negative essentially and so they decide to go into the the one woman's main characters uh, the one main character whose name is Parker they decide to go to a, a log cabin that is essentially owned by her father 
and spend some alone time, not in a sexual way, just as friends between her and her friend Mary. And the results of the movie or the plot of the movie end up uh, occurring from there. So it's pretty, uh, pretty one location type movie. But I, I will say that despite the uh, one location for the most of the movie, there is you know a little bit. Uh, there's an intro, of course, and it has to take place in another part of the movie. I don't want to give too much away in case you intend on seeing it. Uh, but I did mention that this is a slasher, and uh, there is a killer, and uh, I think that they did a pretty good job. And I was also interested in watching this movie from uh, a point of view of knowing who Kevin Williamson is and knowing that he created Scream and how can he create a slasher uh, that's set apart from the Scream franchise. And I think that there was enough in here to where it, de- it definitely sets it apart from Scream and makes it its own movie. Uh, the killer is actually fantastic. I thought that he was uh, really well done. Uh, let's just say this killer is almost the opposite of who Ghostface is. The killer is a ninja, essentially. This man is uh, wearing all black, and I will say man because I'm not giving anything away. You can see this person's eyes, and you know that it's definitely a, a male figure. Aside from that, you don't know who it is. And uh, this this man is, is, is a master in the art of stealth and being quiet, and they shoot this movie really well. Uh, there's many scenes where in the background you just see the killer sneaking by or sneaking in or sneaking into a door or somewhere and it just really adds to the tension and and just the overall you know feeling of okay what's going to happen to these these uh young women uh in this particular movie and i think that really just adds to the heightened sense of just paranoid and uh just kind of makes you think all right when's this going to happen when is this attack going to happen uh, the, in the beginning of the movie, the the, the ninja killer, essentially, I'll call him that because I don't think he's really given a name, uh, shows himself to be very proficient in uh, fighting, stabbing, and overall surviving. So I won't give up much, much more as far, as far as that. And just given all that information, I think that overall the movie was pretty well done. It was it's it's low stakes, but at the end of the day, it's about survival and. These young women are put through hell, and they uh, it tells a pretty interesting story. It doesn't necessarily have to be original and groundbreaking. It's just about is it shot originally, is it uh, is it captivating enough to keep your attention? And I think that there's a there's a there's a yes to to both of those questions. So it gets my recommendation. I would go check it out. I'm not going to spend too much time. Uh, describing it or explaining it without going because uh, I, I don't want to go into spoiler territory has a great killer I think the the cast despite being uh, not really well known did a great job uh, the director who I'm not really sure of uh, did a great job uh, overall the the writing seemed like it was there and it was fresh enough to, to keep my attention so sick available on uh, Peacock uh, it gets my it gets my vote for a yes so I would go check it out uh, and then to top it off, you know, I'm not even finished. I get to talk about something that I've been pretty much hyping up for the past couple weeks. Uh, I was extremely excited. I was happy with the turnaround of being basically right around a year from Scream 5 to Scream 6 coming out. It is still firmly in the requel territory uh, that I already went over last week. Uh, it still has the same cast and production team uh, from from the prior movie. And uh, you have the, the directors returning. You have uh, you have mo- the core four essentially, which they actually discuss in the movie, returning. 
so the directors, you got Matt Bettinelli-Alpin, Tyler Gillett, who are the directing team. Then you have the writer team, James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick, who kind of create their own core four because they're returning back from Scream 5. You do have returning cast in Courtney Cox. You do have Hayden Panettiere. And then you can, you have the main four. You have Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega, who are playing the Carpenter sisters, uh, did a fantastic job. You do have Jasmine Savoy-Brown and Mason Gooding, who are playing in, playing uh, the Carpenter. No, I'm sorry. Uh, they're playing the Martin brother and sister. And they do a great job as well. And they uh, they consist of the core four. They are returning back, um, despite being stabbed to hell in the in part five. And then, you know, of course, they have a, a couple um, new returning, uh, not new returning, or new characters, I should say. Uh, you do have Josh Sagara. He was uh, part of She-Hulk, and uh, I think he's been in a couple other things. He definitely has a recognizable face. Did a pretty good job here. He's one of the new suspicious characters. And then you have this gentleman named Jack Champion, who plays a, a guy named Ethan as a newer part of the friend group suspicious character. You have Dermot Mulrooney, who's playing a cop. Definitely complete opposite of, of how they played Dewey in the, uh, in the first cream, Scream movies. And, of course, he's a suspicious character. Everyone's a suspicious character. If you're watching Scream and you're not questioning every single person you see on the screen, because I'm not going to give it away, um, then you haven't, you're haven't. you not really a fan of Scream. You're just supposed to question everyone. doesn't matter who they are. Um, and I think that overall, this uh, the writing, between the writing, the acting, and the directing, this is a top-notch movie. Uh, I was extremely excited for a good reason. I knew that the uh, the movie was going to be in good hands, and I was not disappointed at all. I went to a 5.30 showing. Um, it was fantastic because I know I mentioned last week that I was looking forward to getting some merch. Unfortunately, the merch was coming from Cinemark Theaters, which I do not uh, attend. I'm an AMC theater guy. It's local to me. It's convenient. Uh, so I was a little upset, but... Uh, ironically, on the way to the theater, in my little group chat that I have with the Tales from the Abyss guys, Jay and Link, go check out the pod, you already know. Um, Link happened to be already on top of it too. He was going to go see Scream, and boom, he put in a little picture that AMC Theater had uh, little ghost face uh, themed cups, and I was already excited for you know a day that I was pretty much already ecstatic most of the day. Uh, so I was happy. I saw it within five ten minutes. I was at the theater and I got my little merchandise. They also gave out free posters, uh, so it just really added to the overall uh, awesomeness of the day. You know, I've been looking forward to this day for a long time. You know, I'm a scream fanatic. I'm going to continue saying that. I just absolutely love these movies. They make me happy. Uh, this is what uh, the, going to the cinema is all about and this was just a great follow-up you know they they really set the tone or new tone in screen five and with this one they raised the stakes uh this uh this movie is if you if you haven't already caught on to the promotional material is taking place in new york they they leave woodsboro behind they want to start uh, they want to start fresh uh mainly the uh, speaking about the core four uh so they're uh, i think the majority of them are going to college i think that the older sister uh, is Melissa is tagging along because she's trying to protect her younger sister Tara, who's played by Jenna Ortega, and uh, that also leads to some of the tension that is involved in the movie between a younger and older sister. Uh, Melissa is, you know, she's obviously, um, she's uh, 
has gone through a traumatic experience, so she uh, is playing the motherly role. She's trying to uh, protect Tara at all costs, and that leads to some, 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 some moments between them, which you know I won't give too much more away. Uh, but it just it just adds great uh, character development. I think that overall, that everything from Scream Five. You know, because it's hard to just bring in new characters and just have you fall in love with them immediately. You're so used to just seeing specific sets of characters, especially in this amazing franchise, that you bring in a whole new set of uh, of actors and actresses, and you gotta fall in love with new people. And you know, it's it's hard to fall in love with change. Uh, so Scream Six is really just building off of what they started building in Scream Five. They uh, they're just building on their characters. All these characters get a moment to shine. Uh, there's not, I don't, I just feel like there's not one person in here, especially any ones that I named specifically, uh, that just doesn't get a, a moment for themselves to really show, listen, like, this is the part that I play, and, you know, I'm here because, you know, I do a great job, and I, I'm, I'm fantastic in front of the camera. So they definitely, uh, they, they're, they're doing good stuff, and I'm hoping that they're giving this uh, writer-producer uh, team a, a third movie in this series. Let's make it a trilogy. Let's. Uh, I don't even think they're gonna wrap it up, but let's let's see how much more they could raise the stakes because they certainly they certainly took it there uh, in, in in part five. They they come to New York. Um, I don't want to give too much of the the actual plot away as far as motivations because it'll it'll go into spoiler territory. Just know that you know when you're coming into a screen movie, there's gonna be a ghost face. And he's going to have his particular reasons why he's after the main character. Unfortunately, uh, Nev Campbell is truly not in this movie. I will just say that. I know that uh, some people might have held out a last bastion of hope, but she is not in this movie. Um, but you know what? Like I said, the main characters, they really do their thing. And you ultimately realize, you know what? Nev's out there, a.k.a. Sydney. She's out there sit living her best life. And... Uh, that's what we want from her. She's been through enough. Now it's time for a new set of characters to, to, to get stabbed up, you know, <laughs> um, and people get stabbed in this movie, you know. And sometimes that's kind of a recurring theme in the in this whole franchise. It's like, geez, like I know a little bit about, about a, an anatomy, and I don't think some of these people would survive. But you know, this is the movie, and you're supposed to sus movies, and you're supposed to suspend disbelief. And, you know, it just makes for a better movie-going experience to see people actually, you know, getting hurt and not just constantly escaping, uh, which I always loved about this particular franchise. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just speaking on that, you know, that just goes hand-in-hand hand with this uh, just uptick in brutality. You know, Ghostface, he's really going for it here. There is just scenes where he's... Uh, I'm sorry for cursing here, but he's stabbing the fuck out of people. And I am here for... Every bit of it, you know, I was squealing in my seat, just giddy. It was uh, just overall fantastic. You know, this is what we're here for. These movies, these movies are called Scream, and I think that um, one of the things I noticed, and I, uh, this is me personally going to have to go back and watch the the original or the movies that came prior, but I swear when these uh, when these people, specifically women, because they're just you know they they let out the best ones, but they're screaming. They're really going for it, and it just—it's this blood-curling effect that really just adds to the, to the to the nausea of just seeing someone get hacked to bits. And you know, these are horror movies. They're not supposed to, you know, not supposed to make you feel good about yourself by seeing someone, you know, essentially die. 
Um, so they, they really raise the stakes. These producers, these directors, they really know what they're doing. And, you know, I'm, ha I'm happy, you know, I, and, and they really care for these characters. You know, Kirby, Gale, who are returning, uh, they're, they're, really, uh, they're really getting their time to shine. You know, Gale, it doesn't feel like she's just uh, shoehorned in there. You know, of course, there's, you know, writers are always going to have to find their ways to, to, to bring characters in. And I think that they did the best with what they have. Um, this is a, a slight spoiler, but I, I'm really happy to see this because I didn't realize I didn't realize this. But they they kind they also say this in the movie. But Gail Weathers gets her first on-screen interaction on the phone with Ghostface, and I tell you what, that scene really fucking rocked. I'm really looking forward to to seeing the online comments and and just discourse about how that went about. Uh, I won't um, hint at whether anyone survives. Uh, that's just that's just how I roll. Um, but overall, just top to bottom, they did a really good job. You know, this uh, this setting over in New York really shows what horror and slashers can can do. I know we had uh, Jason takes Manhattan or whatever, and you know, there's probably going to be some fans with that. But overall, people know that that wasn't the greatest. And that movie took place on a boat for the most part. This is New York at its most fantastic. You see the bodegas. You see the subways. You see the apartment buildings. This really feels like a claustrophobic New York with people all around you. And somehow they make these uh, these survivors and the ones that are uh, being hunted, they really feel like they're all alone in this high-stakes game that's, that Ghostface is trying to play. And you know, I'm here for it. Like I'm really happy about this. I'm, uh, I'm ecstatic about this movie. I, I really can't say enough things, and it definitely gets, uh, it definitely gets my recommendation. So this movie definitely feels fresh enough. Uh, if there's one thing that I do got to say about both of these movies is that, you know, these movies have to reveal the killer at some point in the end, and I think that. It's not necessarily that they didn't stick the landing, but I think that especially with screen movies, you're so used to, all right, you know this is coming up. You know, there's anticipating building anticipation building up to whether you know this killer is going to be all you hope for. And I'm not necessarily saying that uh, the killer reveal was bad in Scream, but it's like, eh, I get it. I see, I see what they were doing there. It makes sense. It was okay for me. It didn't ruin the movie because the whole, uh, the whole first third two-thirds of the movie was uh, was great uh the ending scene also or the final or the finale i should say was was great as well uh there's nothing bad there it's just that you know i guess once you when you see it all you, you kind of expect what to come and i kind of had my hints or ideas about the, who the killer was even though these movies they all blatantly hint at who they are in fact these movies have a good habit of just saying yeah you're ghost face we know it and didn't go from there. But, you know, I think it did a pretty good job. And then just to kind of relate that to, to the movie uh, Sick, uh, the killer reveal was okay. They had to, you know, really bring it into the theme of the movie and so on and so forth. Um, but I just wasn't really sold as to when the actor finally started uh, using their actual voice because for the most part, uh, the movie, they're completely silent. And I really think that worked for it. I think that that contrast between the silent killer and then all of a sudden the killer that this does speaking and has emotions and has, you know, is, you know, is speaking on his particular part in, in what he has to play and why he's hunting after these particular people. Uh, it, it, 
it was it was okay. It, it kind of sold it, but not really. Um, but overall, like I said, these movies are good. They're definitely good bookends as far as being slashers. They have the uh, relation because Kevin Williamson has an intimate part to play in both of these movies. So I think that they were a pretty good double feature for, for, for me. Uh, I didn't feel like uh, going to bed, and I knew that I really wanted to ran out the night with a with another slasher. I don't really put on these types of movies too often because I don't think that they're all overall the best for uh, your mental state. <laughs> um, not that I have bad dreams or anything, but you know these movies you know, they're they're dark. You know, like and I'm not I'm a positive person. At least I try to be, and I don't, I don't need that type of uh, mess in my life. But overall, it was a good time yesterday. I think that uh, Thursday was a great day for for seeing new entertainment. And I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing any future installments that they might have for Scream and maybe even Sick. Uh, but that's about it that I have for today. I, um, I'm right around my time that I like to, to spend this on. I wanted to just kind of make this quick and off the cuff. Uh, I, I, I was excited uh, about the movies coming up, and I thought that I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't at least talk about, you know, for a little bit what I thought about the newest Scream and, 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 and how they did. Uh, look for another episode coming up uh, very shortly. Uh, me and Jay are going to be doing a, a, a dual po- a combined podcast and we have a little bit of a, a, a debate we got going on, so we're looking forward to that. Hopefully that comes out tomorrow, maybe Sunday, but if not, it'll be coming out very soon. Uh, aside from that, I just hope everyone's having a great day. Thanks for tuning in to listen to The Sentiment and uh, check out Tales from the Abyss. Uh, Jay and Link, thank you as always. Uh, doing big things over there, and I just hope everyone's having a fantastic day. Peace.